While you're nodding to the sound of the beat, let me tell you how you can take your training and racing to the next level. Train Smooth offers a full online coaching service for as little as $60 per month. I also offer a membership coaching service for as little as $20 per month. And if it's only swimming you want, well, that's nice and simple. We provide full structured swim sessions every single week for as little as $10 per month. All you have to do is visit trainsmooth.com. Well, good day there, awesome people. Welcome to episode 347 of the Train Smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. And uh, just so happens, yesterday I put... You know, people who have been listening to the show for a little while would know that I've had a book out, I'm guessing it must have been about a year ago, give or take a bit, it called Key Sessions, where I had 101 key tra- training sessions. Anyway, it did all right on Amazon, but it, it's fizzled out well and truly. I'm probably selling one copy a day sort of thing. Anyway, seeing as it's all fizzled out, I made it free on my website. So if you want it, just the electronic version of it, just visit the website on the homepage there, it'll be there. You just can simply download it in a PDF form. has 101 training sessions on it, um, swim, bike, run and strength sessions. So feel free. If you want the paper copy, you'll still need to buy that on Amazon. You just type in either Key Sessions or Tim Egg or Train Smooth, whatever you want. It should pop up somewhere on Amazon. Anywho, today's question comes from Steve. I'm wildly confused with the with what nutrition I should be having before, during, and after training. Any advice would be helpful. So, um, there, there, there's a lot that gets involved in um, nutrition. It it's one of those things. It's like religion, I guess. So everyone's wildly opinionated on it, and. If you're not doing it the way, you know, someone's saying, oh, if you're not doing it this way, you're, you're doing it wrong. I don't subscribe to that side of things. Um, but, but anyway, I'll give you some guidelines here. So, you, you've got to look, basically you've got to look at what sort of sessions you've got ahead of you and what sort of fuel you're going to be burning during that. So, for instance, um, uh, you got to look at your zones you're going to be in and just generally i talk talking about zones i'll just pivot here and um when we're talking about zones um the the traditional you know easy easy endurance tempo threshold um, vo2 and anaerobic when we're, we're talk, talking uh, about that I've, it's always been a flawed system to me and it, I'll, I'll talk zones on the podcast just to give a rough idea what I'm talking about. But I'll never give zone numbers out during during you know in coaching programs, and I never give in or in my own training. I just never do it. I'll give percentages of FTP, um, but you, but just to give an example, for instance, um, if I was to bring up my VO2, um, I'm just grabbing a calculator as we're talking here because this is good podcast um so vo2 there's like a 40 40 something watt difference a window a 40 watt window in my vo2 zone and to me that's always just been crazy big um anyway i've, I've been 
umming and ahhing, and I've been listening to a couple of coaches, cycling coaches lately, and one talks about a 10-zone thing, and I looked at what he does, and it's not based off FTP like we do. Well, like the rest of the world does it. He does a different testing anyway. I looked at it, and I think, well, how can we make all this simple for triathletes? Anyway, this week I actually created um, a 10-zone training, a 10-zone um, 10 zones for power for cycling that's ideally for triathlons and I've only Friday I think I did I changed my settings on Final Search for my own program to um, just start testing it to see what needs to be changed or whatever and then I've asked for athletes I coach to see if any of them want to volunteer for a month or two just to see if I need to change it or works but I really really like it and I spent an incredible amount of time designing this bloody um, zone chart and, uh, you know, what zo- what each zone is and what sort of fuel you'll be burning during each zone and what it's based off, you know, an FTP test mine, um, but it's, it's a small window and it's, but anyway, I digress severely, but so for yourself, you got to look at, um, you know, I had a, an athlete just recently um, sign up and I gave him a two hour bike ride and it was all just moderate effort just go out nice cruisy ride and he he, wrote, he went for a two hour effort and then I find out uh, well, two hour nice cruisy ride he's had two gels he had this and that and I think you, 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 all you needed was water on that one and so because what he would have been burning was fat during that mostly fat during that particular ride he, he, he in your traditional zones he, he rarely would have got out of zone one and two very rarely would he have hit three and if he did it would only be um for for a split moment so he, he could have you know just had a normal he you know his normal day-to-day diet so to speak throughout the day nothing special could have jumped on the bike at any given time go out for a ride just sip on water during it all come back and then he he could have got some carbs within that first 30 minutes of finishing that ride because your body absorbs carbs a lot different in that first 30 minute window than then after that 30 minute window um but he's it just wasn't um looking at the the zones and you know we've worked on that so you gotta look at you know the area you're going to be you know hitting your being threshold what part of your threshold are you going to be going to be in the lower range of your threshold are you going to be in the higher end of your threshold how long do you train in that area so you got to look at all that and work at how much sugar you're going to need if it's a really hard intense session well then you're going to need some um carbs before before the session definitely during depending especially head depending on how long that session goes for and after it so you've I'm really doing a poor job of answering it because every everything's different. But I would would keep would look at I'm umming and ahhing here. Um, I'm just trying to think of a couple of examples. So, all right. So let's say um, I've got I've got an athlete at the moment that I've been he's training up for Kona. He's been doing a ridiculous amount of threshold um, sweet spot work, just hanging around that low level threshold. And when I mean ridiculous amount, I mean a ridiculous amount. 
So we look at his training from what we do. He was doing last year compared to this year. It's the th- the amount of um, threshold work he compared to then is off the chart. But he'd be burning a lot more fat this year than he was last year. So he so he's fueling during these sessions, especially you know when I'm just killing him with these threshold sessions. Um, He's going to need a lot less, a lot less sugar. Though he will still need to refuel well straight after it, but during it, he, he can get away with a lot. You know, he's burning some glycogen and some some fat, so he can mix and match a little with he with his nutrition. Um, but I would say the harder the workout is, the more you know. If it's short, hard, sharp sessions. You could probably get away with a sports drink and something straight after it. If the longer it is, you might need to mix around with bars and um, gels. Um, but it, it's hard. It's all everyone's so different. And but as long as you keep in mind, you've got this window of thirty minutes straight after your session to to replenish what you've just knock the hell out of and and when i mean replenish what you're knocked out of i'm not talking about looking up on swift and go oh, i just uh, just burn eight pizza eight slices of pizza i'm off to the italian pizza shop to get, get myself a big pepperoni pizza it's that's not not quite the same unfortunately that's not the same so you look at the time you spend in each zone and that's where i'm actually liking this particular zone chart i've come up with here is you can actually look on straight after your session and see exactly how much time you spend in each zone, and it actually means something a lot. I think those current zone charts, to me, I've I never look at them because I just think they're a load of crap for the most part. I, I, but this one's kind of makes it mean mean a lot more with these ten zones. So I'm pretty keen to refine it, and but from what I've seen since. Friday, but I've you know through through that this whole week I've spent a crazy amount of time on it. But since Friday, um, since putting it into into practice, I'm really digging the hell out of it. So I, I I'll keep you all postponed anyway on it. But yeah, um, as long as you don't overdo it, and you're trying to what you with your nutrition, you're trying to you know get the most out of each training session but you also want to test what you're going to be using on race day and a, and a good way to test what you're going to use on race day is people generally will say um you know you have a gel every 30 minutes for instance and but in practice they're only having one per hour on their long ride at the, at the most so what you want to do and your body's in you know a low zone if we're talking zones during these long rides it's generally just your body's not under anywhere near as much stress as what it normally would be or come race day so to put it under stress to you generally step one would be start doing some hill repeats using that using that um nutrition so pick up a nice hill just ride up and down up and down up and down every 20 minutes or so smash another you know whatever it is and just to test that it's going to be working nicely and from there then you can move it on to and maybe a brick run off that testing it some more if that at all goes down well chances are it's probably going to work okay and then you can move it on to your long long rides and long runs to see if it's going to work there but more races have been ruined by overfeeding than underfeeding so just just keep that in mind and and we don't need to overdo things um you know you got a two-hour long run for instance carry something with you 
need to have may not need it but it just have to be on the safe side i may may just need a um, couple of lollies have on the way just to you know get the most out of that last little bit and make sure you can finish that last little bit comfortably so it's just trying to find what works for you and there's a lot of experimenting at first what I will say is you can plan your day-to-day food um, around your training too. So let's say you want to eat, you know, chocolate. You, you, I'm, like me, I'm a chocolateaholic. I love Cadbury's chocolates. If, if you know, you want to be smart and eat, still eat chocolate, you plan that around your training just before training or straight after or during, um, you, you know. You, having it you know have, having a heap of sugar in the morning and you're not training until late at night it's probably not the smartest move um where oatmeal or you know eggs or something like that in the morning is probably going to be better if you're training of an evening um so it's every, every it's hard because every there's so much crap out there and there's so much um information out there and there's so much um different diets and different systems i'm i'm sure i've pissed 80 percent of the people off with this already by going oh he needs to be on a keto diet or he needs to be on this or he needs to be everyone's so different in the way you do it it's it's a confusing thing and i can know why it's wildly confusing but as long as you keep in mind um look at your zones the higher the more harder you get the more glycogen you're going to be burning so you're going to need to put some carbs into the tank and the longer it is you're going to need most likely to be putting more carbs into the tank so that that would be the best way to go if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com send me through an email tim at trainsmove.com till next episode hooroo